Hello, I am Judesca Villan and this is another Rapper Podcast episode where we discuss facts, nuances, and controversies behind the big issues in the Philippines. This is Rapper's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. For today's episode, we will be talking about the inciting to sedition complaints filed against 36 individuals, mostly allied with the opposition, including Vice President Lenny Robredo, on the basis of an affidavit filed by Peter Jomel Advincula. But many have called out the inconsistent details and how ridiculous it is to accuse 36 people, including prison bishops, of collaborating for the so-called Project Sodoma. Kasama ko ngayon sila police reporter Rambo Talabong and justice reporter Lian Buwan to discuss what the details and nuances of this case uh, or uh, which critics call another effort by the government against dissent. Uh, hi guys, thanks for joining me today. Thank, Thank you, you for having us again, Judez. So, Lian, what is inciting to sedition? Ano ba yung mga bagay na considered inciting to sedition against the government? And ano ba yung mga important bagay na dapat natin malaman? Kasi we know this is a big issue right now. Okay, first to define inciting to sedition, it is found under Article 142 of the Revised Penal Code. Mahaba siya, hindi ko na lang babasahin uh-huh. yung buo. Pero just to um, debunk the popular con- misconception sa social media na it is taking up arms. Hindi uh, yun. Okay. It's just inciting to sedition. Ang laging keyword, lagi ng mga ng prosecutors sa DOJ is yung scurrilous libels against the government. Bale, sinisiraan mo yung gobyerno. Mm, okay. And you're inciting the public against the government. Ang tanong, what are you inciting them of? Pwede kasing um, you're inciting them to commit acts which will tend to disturb or obstruct any lawful officer in executing their functions. Okay. Or you're really instigating to meet together for an unlawful purposes. So parang ku o ipapabagsak mo. So medyo um, the, the definitions are broad in the revised penal code. Pero sa kung, kung iisipin mo lang, basta guguluhin mo yung gobyerno. Okay. Um, we go back to a case from 1947. Uh-uh. Merong isang tao, ang pangalan niya si Oscar Espuelas. Nag-stage siya ng pagbibigte. So, hindi totoong nag- may nagbigte. It's it's all staged. Tapos, yung staged photo ng isang taong nagbibigte, meron siyang fake suicide account, uh, suicide note, tapos pinakalat niya at sinabi niyang magpapakamatay na siya dahil wala ng pag-asa yung gobyerno at magpapakamatay na, na siya kasi wala namang kayang pumatay sa mga presidente noon na si Manuel Rojas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Supreme Court held this person guilty of inciting to sedition kasi... Uh, by his acts, parang ininstigate niya daw yung mga tao na mag-aklas laban sa gobyerno or even encouraged the the people who read his suicide note na patayin by, by a knife, by a stab of a knife, yung mga officials ng gobyerno. Medyo ganun yung, ganun yung pinanggagalingan nating jurisprudence. Mm-hmm. Gi- ginamit siya ng DOJ yung case na yun para sampahan ng isang kasong inciting to sedition. Yung webmaster ng ano metrobalita.net kung naalala natin mm. si Rodel Jaime yun, yung website niya ang ginamit pang share nung ang totoong narcolist video at sinabi ng DOJ na Sharaw ay maaaring may probable cause na kasuhan si Rodel Jaime ng inciting to sedition dahil parang iniinstigate niya yung mga tao na madist- madisturb ang peace or to to stop the government 
from doing its function. Ano yung function? Kasi nga daw yung ang narcolist video ay tungkol sa war on drugs para mo na rin daw ininstigate yung mga tao na i-hate yung mga implementers ng war on drugs mm. and that will stop them from carrying out their function. Do you think fair yung, cov- yung acts covered by the law? Saan ba nagkakatalo? Minsan ba kasi sa interpretation? Kasi I think right now we're, uh, we're parang we're moving into a in, in, a, in a way na pag-interpret lang eh. Parang ganito, parang ganun. So, ano bang mas concrete na way para ma-interpret to? Um, Siyempre, hindi ko masasagot ko ano yung correct, correct okay. way to interpret. Pero, uh, ang pinaka kalaban lang naman ng inciting to sedition is the constitutional guarantee to freedom of expression. Okay. Kasi it depends who you ask. Para siguro sa mga conservative na tao, um, hindi ka pwedeng kailanman magsabi ng masama laban sa gobyerno kasi para sa kanila inciting to sedition no let let's remember senator antonio trellianes has been charged for inciting to sedition for merely delivering a privileged speech mm-hmm. in the senate at alam nating si senator trellianes matapang talagang magsalita yon parang wala siyang sinasanto kahit presidente so uh-huh. na charge na siya for inciting to sedition so the critics of this government and advocates of freedom of expression will tell you baka magamit talaga pang haras itong inciting to sedition kasi kapag nagsalita ka ng medyo matapang at you're pushing the boundaries of what you can say against the government pwede kang ang kasuhan and at the center of this new controversy is Peter Jomel Alvincula. Now we're not, now hindi na siya stranger sa atin. We've done a podcast about him in the past. Uh, and yung affidavit niya, he alleged that there's a, a so-called Project Sodoma. Uh, can you tell us about his allegations, Lian? Kasi I know you covered the first hearing on this, di ba? Okay, so uh, basically the main, the, the core of this this complaint is that supposedly nag-conspire ang mga miyembro ng oposisyon kasama ni Vice President Lenny Robredo at key members of the opposition like hmm. Trillanes, Senator Risa Onteveros para di umano pabagsakin ang Rehimeng Duterte. Uh-huh. At gagawin daw nila yon supposedly by publishing this ang totoong oh, narcolist videos. So it remains arguable. Actually, they have to prove first that there was really a Project Sodoma. Mm-hmm. Kasi may mga, affidav- may mga details na sa affidavit na hindi nagtutugma yung mga meeting, yung mga date. And then the next, uh, the next thing that they have to overcome is kung totoo, did that amount to inciting to sedition? Kasi may tinatawag naman tayong sabi na for the sake and purposes of agreement, totoo yung argument. For the purpose of argument, totoo yung Project Sodoma. Uh-huh. Hindi ba siya black propaganda? Hindi mm, yes. di ka ba pwedeng kasuhan lang ng libel? Similar to what the other side is also doing against the opposition. Pwede. Or pwede ka bang, hindi ka ba pwedeng kasuhan na lang ng libel mm. for for tainting my reputation or uh, for maligning me? Bakit inciting to sedition? Oh, Dahil ba presidente siya at buong gobyerno pababagsakin mo? So, ganun yung, yung mga pag-uusapan sa inciting so, to sedition. So, may question lang din ako sa inciting to sedition as a law, as a, as a crime. Kailangan ba merong action from the people you are in, you are targeting to parang ako kunyari in Bicoy videos the public, champion to target noon yung public is inside sila. Kailangan ba merong action from them na merong concrete action na nangyari? Kung pagbabasehan natin yung ju- jurisprudence which is from 1947 
hindi kinonsider ng Supreme Court kung meron bang ginawa yung mga tinatry mm. mong i-insight. Okay. Kasi dun sa kasong yun, wala naman. Mm-hmm. So, pero dahil, dahil, dahil dun sa ginawa mo lang, ikaw na insider, na, na, na find siya guilty of inciting to sedition. Regardless kung may effect, kung may nangyari, hindi siya kailangan. Based on jurisprudence. Okay. Kung yun yung pagbabasehan natin, mukhang hindi naman kailangan na may mangyari. And then we are yet to see now if that's the same jurisprudence that will apply, that we, they will apply to this well, complaint. Well, the DOJ has cited it for its case uh-huh. against Rodel Jaime. Yung, di natin alam kung anong magiging resolution dito sa Bicoy, but let's make it clear that the PNPCIDG is the complainant has not cited any legal jurisprudence okay. in their complaint. Alright. Sir Rambo, you closely followed yung developments kay Bicoy from mm-hmm. when he first came out sa press conference sa IBP mm-hmm. to what's happening now na nasa other side na siya. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, sabi nung, nung una siya lumabas, against the opposition, mm-hmm. sinabi ng, uh, against the Duterte administration, sinabi mm-hmm. ng PNP na he's, uh, he's known for being a con man. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what you've gathered from his your interviews, uh, what do you know about the real Advincola? Okay, so, una nating na-encounter si Peter Jomal Advincola nung pinapalabas pa lang niya yung mga videos na mm-hmm. ang totoong narcolist. Kasi nagpaparamdam na siya sa media at that mm-hmm. time, nagpapasit na siya ng interviews. And we were one of the first media outlets to speak with him personally. Mm-hmm. First was our editor, Chai Hofilenya, and then me. Um, nakausap ni Ma'am Chai Hofilenya, our investigative head, si Bicoy, at nakausap siya na meron siya sa beginning, seminarista siya dati. Mm-hmm. Pero... Ang mahalagang development sa buhay niya yung nakasuhan siya ng estafa ng 2012. Mm-mm. Tapos, na-convict siya ng 2012 at tumagal siya doon ng anim na taon up to 2018. Tapos, doon nag, na nagsimula ang kanyang mga kontrobersiya at naitali sa arbitrasyong uh, Duterte at saka Aquino at uh-huh. sumabog na doon. Pero, itong mismong kanyang past kasi hindi rin natin masasabing completely true. Mm-mm. Kasi kung, kung ano-ano na rin ang kanyang sinasabi sa kanyang claims ngayon tungkol sa kanyang nakaraan. Sa IBP, nakita natin siya unang beses. Akala natin, akala, akala ko at akala ng mga reporters na hindi siya talaga si Bicoy. Kasi si Bicoy kasi at that time, nalumabas siya sa IBP. Ang inisip ng mga tao, hooded figure, kinatatakutan. Uh-huh. Meron siyang presence at least. Pero nung lumabas siya for the first time, hindi makapaniwala yung mga tao na siya na yun. So, nagpakilala na lang siya. Tapos sabi niya, naniniwala siya na may, may, meron siya maganda intention para il, il, ilabas lahat ng dumi. Alleged dumi ng uh-huh. administrasyon. Pero nakita nga natin, binawi rin niya ito pagkalipas ng ilang araw ng Mayo. Sinabi niya na lahat ng duming nilabas niya, mga akususun niya, laban sa Duterte administration, ay pawang kasinungalingan lamang na pinasimulan ng oposisyon, ng Liberal Party, at saka mga leaders ng oposisyon. Pero ang sinabi ng PNP, bago pa niya, pagkatapos na pagkatapos siya magsalita, ang sabi ng PNP, yan si Peter Jumel Advincula, yung si Bicoy ay information peddler. Okay. Nagbebenta siya ng impormasyon. Sabi ng polis pati, na, nakaloko na daw siya ng mga opisyal ng PNP at nakagastos na rin ng PNP ng around 40,000 pesos para kay Bicoy sa impormasyong walang pinatunguhan. Kasi nga, kung information peddler ka, nagbebenta ka ng impormasyon at nagtetestify ka, pero peke naman yung sinasabi mo. Mm. So may track record siya sa PNP? Yan, may track, may track record siya sa PNP at sinasabi ng PNP na ito rin yung kaso niya na, na ginagawa niya ngayon against Duterte administration. Pero ayun, nakakabagabag yung ginawa ng PNP kasi sinabi nga nila na si Bicoy ay isang information peddler pero nung siya ay um, tumalikod laban sa oposisyon, 
tinanggap ng PNP si Bicoy sa press briefing at doon hinayaang magsalita ng ilang oras Oo. sa harap ng media at dire-diretso lang. So nakita natin dito sa kanya sa storya ni Bicoy na itong kanyang buhay ay hindi ganoon consistent pero makikita natin na ang consistent sa kanyang sinasabi lagi ay para sa sarili niya kanya sinasabi lagi siyang inosente. Palagi niyang sinasabi na siya ang biktima. Okay. Palagi niyang sinasabi na siya ay um, nagpagamit lamang dahil nagigipit siya at naniniwala siya sa lahat ng kanyang mga sinabing mga affidavit at saka sa kanyang statement, sinasabi niya na niwala siya na dapat maayos yung bansa at sa tingin niya dapat siya yung magsalita. Pero ngayon, makikita natin kahit siya kinakasuhan na rin ng PNP. And you did the story con- comparing yung affidavits na nailabas na niya. And sabi niyo nga, ang dami inconsistencies dito. Talaga bang ganun? Ano bang nakita niyo yung main inconsistencies na nakita niyo sa affidavit na to? Na would, kung ako kunyari, if I'm someone working in a Uh, it's either in the prosecution or in the government, parang mapapa-stop ako na bakit ganito. Mm-hmm. So, ituloy ko na lang yung sinabi ko okay. kanina tungkol sa buhay niya na siya nasa bilibid. So, habang nasa bilibid siya after ma-convict ng estafa, nagparamdam daw siya kay Senate President Tito Soto. Mm-hmm. Yun ay yung kainitan ng pagpapakulong kay Senator Laila Dilima, opposition figure na nakulong okay. na alam natin. At sabi niya sa opisina ni Senator Tito Soto, meron daw siyang impormasyon laban kay Senator Laila Dilima. So si Senator Tito Soto, hining yung ano impormasyon mo, may affidavit ka ba? Nagpasa siya ng affidavit at inaakusahan niya ang Aquino administration na meron daw silang involvement sa illegal drugs. Okay. So kung, pina- kung mapapakinggan mo itong mga akusasyong to, after mo panood yung narcolist, sobrang kabaligtaran. Kasi ang inaakusahan niya, inaakusahan niya dun sa ang totoong narcolist videos at saka sa, mga, sa kanyang mga testimony, ang may kasalanan ng Duterte administration. Meron daw silang involvement sa illegal drugs. Pero nung puntong yon sinasabi niya na ang Aquino administration at saka si Senator Laila Dilima, nung siya ay DOJ secretary, ay merong involvement sa illegal drugs. Mm-hmm. So merong pagbabago doon pa lamang. Ang laking pagbabago kasi sa kung titignan natin ang politika ngayon, laging ginagawang dichotomy mm-hmm. ang Duterte at saka Aquino administration at tumawid siya ng napakadali lamang sa, pabang, sa, sa loob ng isang, isang taon lamang tumalon siya at inaakusahan niya ang Duterte administration That, That's a big inconsistency kasi from, yun nga from Aquino and then Duterte and then right now inaccuse niya na may uh, conspiracy against the Duterte administration mm-hmm. Bakit bakit parang baliwala itong inconsistent, glaring to ah, sa government, sa DOJ, sa PNP, bakit hindi nila pinapoint out yung ganyang big pagkukulang or inconsistency sa mga affidavit ni Bicoy? This is not the only inconsistency, right? Marami. Bakit nga? Bakit? On the basis of procedure, hindi pa kasi natin pwedeng singilin ang DOJ at this point kung bakit nyo pinaniniwalaan si Bicoy. Kasi mm. that's Ayun pa, gagawin pa lang nila yun eh. So, pwede natin silang singilin kapag nag-establish yan sila ng probable cause. So, hanggat wala pa, parang uh, para sa akin, bigyan muna yung prosecution panel ng panahon para, para magbaba ng kanilang resolusyon. Kung bakit pinaniwalaan siya ng complainant, which is the PNP CIDG, sabi ko nga dati sa news break chats, because it falls squarely into the narrative of this administration that mm-hmm. the opposition is really out to get them. Okay. And that the opposition is really out, uh, trying to to bring down the Duterte government. So, matagal na, even before Bicoy, this has been the narrative of the Duterte administration. And then comes a man mm-hmm. who, who has a narrative, kung totoo man yun o hindi, na mag-fit 
sa gustong ipalabas ng ng Duterte government. Ngayon, kung papaniwalaan nila si Bicoy, mm-hmm. nasa DOJ na yon, uh, ipaalala lang natin sa publiko na doon sa kaso, may mga kaso na may konting inconsistency lang ang witness na babasura ang buong kaso. Mm-hmm. So itong ganitong karaming inconsistency, we shall see how the DOJ would judge the character of Bicoy and also Meron kasing pangako ang PNP at si Bicoy na meron silang evidence that is more than just words. Kasi parang sinasabi ni Bicoy that I have the receipts of uh, for, from when we bought the gadgets to shoot the ang narcolist videos. Uh-huh. I have keys of apartments kung saan ako tinago ng mga opposition. I have um uh, I have uh, uh, receipts ng mga biyahe niya sa mga sasakyan. Nasaan? Okay. Nasaan yon Hanggang ngayon, wala pa. wala pa. So, I mean, if if the PNPCIDG wants to really uh, boost the testimony of a flip-flopping witness, then present more concrete evidence na we are yet to see as of now. Gagdagang ko lang yung sinabi ni Lia na pasok na pasok nga sa na- narrative ng administration na biktima sila ng opposition. I guess makikita rin natin to sa PNP. Problema na rin ito ngayon ng PNP kasi okay. tinatanong to lagi ng mga critics na bakit sobrang nagpapaniwala ang PNP? Bakit ang CIDG? Kasi ang CIDG within the Philippine National Police is one of the most respected police okay. units kasi CIDG yan eh. High profile lang hinahawakan yan. And ang laki na inassign ng PNP ang CIDG para sa kaso tulad ni Bicoy. Na, na may track record. May track record. Sinabi okay. mismo ni PNP Chief Albayalde na hindi siya consistent pero kinuha pa rin si Bicoy bilang witness. At makikita natin dito yung mismong kawalan ng independence ng police. Mm-hmm. Kahit na under siya na executive department, kahit na under siya na executive department, hindi pa rin completely under the president ang police. Kasi dati sinabi na rin ni former PNP Chief Ronald De La Rosa na ngayon ni Senador na ayaw nilang magpa-micromanage kay president na hindi lang sila sunod-sunuran sa Pangulo. Mm-hmm. Pero nakikita natin ngayon, pasok na pasok ang kanilang ginagawa sa mismong gustong ipalabas ng Pangulo na biktima ang Pangulo ng oposisyon. And yun nga sa sinasabi ninyo na gustong ipalabas na biktima ang Pangulo ng oposisyon, nung first hearing of the sedition complaint, question yung role ng OSG, Office of Solicitor General, bakit sila nandun, ba sila involved? Ano ba nangyari dito, Lian? At bakit mayroong weight yung mga sinasabi ng mga lawyers ng accused? Okay, uh, just to update, nag-rule na ang DOJ panel. Mm. Well, it's not exactly a ruling. They're deferring ruling on the dispute na dapat i-disqualify ang OSG. So para ano yun eh, it's a safe, it's a safe ruling from the DOJ panel to say hindi namin sasabihin kung may authority ba ang OSG or hindi. It's not for us to say, bahala na kayong i-challenge yan in the higher court. Pero as of now, dahil wala kaming magagawa, edi in effect, it, they have allowed the continued participation mm. of the OSG. So ano yung punto ng mga lawyer? Uh, under the administrative code, uh, the OSG is empowered to act and represent the Republic and or the people before any court, tribunal, body, or commission in any matter, action, or proceeding which, in his opinion, affects the welfare of the people as the ends of justice may require. Broad yung definition na yun. At ito ang ginagamit ni Solicitor General Jose Calida, words such as any matter, action, or proceeding. So, in the view of Solicitor General Jose Calida, every time na ma kakanti mo ang government. Every time may kaso laban sa government or every time yung government may, ay may hawak na, na kaso, pwede kami. 
because the the administrative code says in any matter action or proceeding mm. so that's what he's done under his leadership one of the respondents uh former senatorial candidate Florin Hilbay who was himself a former solicitor general sabi niya during my time never kong ginawayan kasi para sa kanya at sa mga solicitor general daw bago sa kanya ang OSG pumapasok lang kapag inaapila na ang isang kaso sa higher court either court of appeals or supreme court okay the wisdom the wisdom of that is kunare ganit ganito ko i-explain so OSG is now representing the PNP against the opposition. Uh-oh. Ang magde-decide nun ay DOJ. Okay. Sabihin na nating DOJ finds probable cause. So, kinampihan nila ang, ang PNP, CIDG. Or sabihin na nating kinampihan nila ang opposition para mas may conflict. Sabihin na nating pinaburan ng DOJ ang opposition. Ngayon, tong PNP, CIDG, i-appila yan sa Court of Appeals na parang, o oh, bakit nyo pinaburan? Sinong magre-represent? sa DOJ. Yung OSG din. Okay. So, may may glaring conflict of interest pag nakarating na sa mga appellate sa appeal level na nirepresent mo mula baba hanggang dulo. It will really create a glaring conflict of interest. Kaya yun yung dinidispute ng mga lawyers na respondent sa kaso. Pero yun nga, the DOJ panel has deferred ruling on it and by defer by deferment, they have effectively allowed the continued participation of the OSG sa kasong to. And we have to note yung, you, you, you wrote a story on the case backlog of the OSG mm-hmm. dahil nga busy siyang maghabol sa mga mm-hmm. critics ng Duterte government. So, regarding that nga, parang many are understandably saying that the sedition complaint is part of the government's efforts against dissent in the Philippines Uh, kasi nga, opposition yung kalamihan na na-charge. If hindi opposition, mga key uh, critics of the Duterte's yeah. uh, war on drugs, mga bishops, uh, are this, uh, yung fear ba nila unfounded ba? Or meron silang basis kaya sila takot? Yung mga respondents? Y- yung, mga, yung mga other critics of the government. Opo- yeah, I, yeah, may basis. Kasi it, this has demonstrated how the government will really wield its, the whole arsenal of its power yeah. okay. to, to go after you. Kasi... To, to bring back the example to Soljan Kalida, very unusual talaga yung ginagawa niyang participation. Mm-hmm. For example, nung prosecution ni Senator Laila Dalima for her drug charges, Kalida was really active. Mm-hmm. Pumasok pa yan sa bilibid para makipag-usap sa isang inmate, si JB Sebastian, para kuhanan ng affidavit. Uh-huh. Tapos, before the DOJ level, ang sinasabi niya, unang sinabi niya, he's representing the VACC which was a private complainant. So why, what, what is the business of the Solicitor General representing a private complainant? And then later, dun yun na naisip yung, ah, no, I'm representing the OSG because I am the tribune of the people. Mm-hmm. So anything that is inter- of public interest, papakialaman ko. And I remember during Supreme Court oral arguments, sobrang interesado si former Chief Justice Maria Lourdes Sereno na umabot sa point ni sinabi niya kay Soljan Kalida na please explain to this court the duties and mandate of the OSG kasi gusto kong tignan kung normal ba yung ginagawa mo o umabot na sa persecution level. So, for that to alarm the highest magist- the top magistrate at the time means there's really, uh, the, the fears are not unfounded. Mm-hmm. Pwede ka, na, nakaka-threaten talaga siya. I also wanted to uh-huh. put it on record na this is our, also part of a broader push of the government to suppress dissent kasi ang daming ang kaso and always nakikita nating involved ng OSG Uh-oh. rappler pa lang mismo ang dami ng kaso ng OSG based on you know 
trumped up charges. And then, ayun, si Chief Justice Maria Lourdes Sereno, mm-hmm. who is already who has already vacated the post. And yeah. then you have Senator Laila de Lima yes. as well, who was removed, ro- removed from the Senate and detained in Camp Crame. Parang weaponization of the, weaponization of the yes, law. Yes, the weaponization of law. This is part of it. So we, we don't have enough basis right now to count on the government to stop doing that. And then, uh, yun yung what happens next uh, uh, kasi ang daming nag-worry na nga understandably Rambo you said CIDG sobrang uh, credible uh, department ideally PNP how will this affect this them their image okay so sa PNP yung image niya mismo ngayon internally may mga divisions na rin tayo nakikita mm-hmm. kasi meron mga po yung sinasabi na bakit naman pinapaniwalaan ng CIDG to okay. kasi ang CIDG usually ang pinag-iniimbestigahan niyan financial crimes Uh-oh. kidnappings mga politikong may involvement sa patayan. Pero ngayon, ina-entertain nila tong kasong to. As in, nag-aalot sila ng isang attorney na lawyer para lang mag-focus sa kaso na to. At saka meron pa sa mga deputies dito. So, merong mga internal divisions sa dito. Silent, pero merong internal yeah, right. protests. At they can't afford to really speak out. Yeah. And Lian, you covered the oppositions, every, I think, even before the elections. Mm-hmm. They suffered a big loss when they lost. Yes. Wala sila nakuwang seat. And now meron silang fine-face na ganitong problem. How what are what what ang implication nitong sunod-sunod na atake sa kanila? Totoo maraming kinakaharap yung um yung opposition ngayon. They they lost the senatorial elections. Pati si Vice si Vice President Robredo may kinakaharap na inciting to sedition on top of a uh, election protest Mm-mm. filed against him by uh, filed against her by Bongbong Marcos. Yung, I guess, my answer is, ano yung implication nito sa public? Kasi mm-hmm. pwede namang isipin ng public, eh, that's just a political party. Uh-oh. I mean, why should we care about the, the liberal party? I guess, for the public, isipin nila not, what it, not the liberal party as a political party, but the opposition as a necessary sector in, in our a, political sphere. In a democracy. Kasi, in a democracy. Uh-oh. Kasi hindi ka naman pwedeng mabuhay sa isang dom- demokrasya na walang opposition. Yes. Kasi that's authoritarianism, di ba? Mm. That's, dicta- that's dictatorial government already. So, uh, I guess yung vigilance, the, the vigilance that is asked of the opposition should extend to the public kasi ayaw mo man, love or hate the opposition, you need the opposition to to uphold democracy talaga. So, Nandun din, nandun, yun din yung dapat isipin ng opposition by themselves na the, the, this, the country is counting on us. Uh-uh. Whether haters man natin yan, we, we owe the Filipino people na malagpasan natin tong challenge na to. I think also it's worth reminding the public and their listeners that whatever the government can do to the opposition, they can do it to anyone. Yes. Kaya nilang gawin din yan sa kahit sinong tao kung nagagawa nila yan sa mga politiko, sa chief justice, sa the senador, vice president of the, the vice president, oh. the second highest official of the country, the journalists. So, if there is no opposition, there is no guarantee of freedoms for everyone. On that note, it's depressing, but as... Uh, Lian said nga, the, the opposition has, uh, they need to do this for the public. Para maging democracy pa tayo. It's a healthy part of democracy. Uh, thanks Rambo and Lian for joining me today. Thank you listeners for tuning in. If you want to keep up with the developments on this and other issues, please visit Rapper and follow our social media accounts. Again, I am Judesca Villan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Music